Fly me to the moon and let me fly up to the moon. Let me fly up to the moon and fly me to the moon. In other words, fly me to the moon. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> 143 attempts. Still don't have a podcast. No. But uh, the song you sang, uh, you know, I, I realized that uh, Frank Sinatra never got to the moon. He didn't. He, he I'll was tell you why. For decades. He kept changing his mind. If he just stuck on Fly Me to the Moon. <laughs> yeah. He got, oh, oh, on second thought, maybe hold my hand. Mm-hmm. If he just stuck to, he could have just said, darling, kiss me. And maybe Buzz Aldrin would have given him a big smooch. <laughs> That's the problem. Just the squeaky wheel gets the grease. If you just stay on Fly Me to the Moon, you're guaranteed to get there. Do you think the- that uh, Buzz Aldrin was the, uh, the right astronaut to go after? Like always doing uh, favors for friends and fans? You know, like he he can sneak you in, in into the capsule. Yeah, he can get you in there. Cut rate. Mm-hmm. You got to dress up like a monkey. But I mean, unlimited bananas, right? Yeah. This is also this is the problem w- uh, with the uh, Russian space program was that they spent half of their budget on a separate program called the "Fill My Heart with Song and Let Me Sing Forever More." <laughs> And while they never got to the moon, the Russian people have their hearts filled with song and they do sing forevermore. And they're all the richer for it, I say. Mm-hmm. No moon rocks, though. Sadly, they're, they're song rich and moon poor. As the saying goes. The old, the old Russian proverb. <laughs> in, in Russia, we are song rich and moon poor. I don't know. I maybe it's just sour grapes, but uh, when we found out that the moon's not actually made out of cheese, mm-hmm. uh, you know the, the the moon rocks. Who who gives a fuck? I feel like they probably thought it was made of potato. Mm. Honestly, looks more like a potato than a cheese, if you ask me. I can see that. I. I I think looks a lot like of people a, looks like a marble to me. Yeah, but people don't realize that food. back back before processed cheese was a thing, most people's experience with cheese was it was in a ball that had been bombarded by meteorites for millennia. <laughs> You'd go to order cheese, and it'd just be one giant dust covered ball, devoid of all life. With a little Russian man and a little American man racing for it, and you had to keep them away from it. Seems like uh, all all these uh, cheese ball companies should be putting out a a, a moon themed ball. It's it's shocking that no cheese company has gone with a moon theme, right? Am I overlooking something? Especially, especially since they all love cows so fucking much. Yeah, they put a cow on everything. They put a cow on it. What's he doing? He's he is sedentary. Mm-hmm. Not jumping over the moon, that's for sure. Possibly farting. That's yeah. that's about all I can say for the cheese cows. 
they the maybe they're doing a wink, but they are never never jumping over the moon which they created. Don't don't give the cows big ideas. Uh these cows don't need grand designs. Uh we're just we just got them for the cheese. They need to focus on making yeah, making the cheese. You're right. We don't need they they make up two thirds of the Earth's mammalian biomass. We don't need them getting uh, any kind of delusions of grandeur. Yeah, I, I don't. Take... I don't want to hear about uh, these cows uh, wanting things, organizing and such. Although, how has nobody made one of those uh, intentionally bad horror movies about cows? All cows take over. Like a moopocalypse. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure that somebody has done that now that I say it out loud. I, the only thing that comes to mind is that uh, secret level in Diablo 2 with the, the murderous cows. Well, there was, you remember Thanksgiving, right? Where it was a turkey that kills everybody? Oh, boy, do I. Whew. That's one that my children always say, let's watch that. They want to watch that one. They want to watch Velocipaster, <laughs> where the pastor turns into a Velociraptor. <laughs> I laugh at the at the concept, but I'm sure that I would groan at the film. Mm. Don't be in on the joke, bad movies. Speaking of being in on the joke of bad movies, this past weekend, I made a purchase on the internet. Tommy Wiseau has his own brand of sport briefs now, and I own three pairs. Hmm. Tommy Wiseau Sport Briefs. I haven't received them in the mail yet, but I will be checking back in okay. with a review when the opportunity presents itself. Are, are these, uh, you say they're sport briefs. Are they, um, do they have Tommy Wiseau's face all over them? I guess is what I'm asking. Or, or are they, uh, is it like just a Calvin Klein Thing. They come in a they come in a selection of bold colors. You know how you see these uh briefs and boxer briefs where the the stitching seams are a different color fabric, so it'll be like a solid like powder blue within like a yellow or white kind of uh not piping, but you know what I mean? Like where the fly is sewn in, like the hems are all different color. Yeah. And then it has a big extra wide elastic band you know where it would normally say like uh joe boxer or something it mm. says tommy Wiseau. okay so when i sag my pants and in line for the nightclub they'll say ah, ha, ha, no sorry sir no gang colors oh tommy Wiseau, right this way <laughs> and i get to saunter past all the gang bangers with my Tommy Wiseau underwear showing. They're like, it's not fair. Hey, it's me, Mark Wahlberg. How did he get in? Oh, Tommy Wiseau. That makes sense. Tommy Wiseau never beat up a Vietnamese guy. <laughs> I feel like we've got... <laughs> we've gotten distracted. Do you think that Tommy Wiseau wears Tommy Wiseau underwear? Boy, I hope so. He wears a lot would, of like you weird feel... like bondage belts and stuff. Yeah. Would you feel cheated if you found out that uh, Tommy Wiseau was willing to sell you underwear with his name on it, but he wouldn't wear it himself? No, I. I mean, honestly, I feel like I already do that. Like, uh, 
H and M. You think Mr. H and Mr. M are wearing that those clothes? No, sir. Probably not. They probably can't afford them with what I'm paying. After you pay all those middlemen, all those <laughs> little eight-year-old middlemen. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. All right, I let's let's just get into it. Let's, I have an idea. Yeah, I have an idea. This is our million-dollar idea. I am so excited for this one. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I'm a bit of a legal eagle. I try to stay abreast of uh, all of the goings on in our uh, American and in our local state legal system. And uh, it's there's been a lot of talk, both locally and nationally, about a new law we just got in Kentucky. Did you did you did you see this? Did you hear about this? I did not. I, I myself am not much of a legal eagle. I'm more of a regal beagle <laughs> sort. Um, but do tell. <clears throat> well, you know, there, there's been some unpleasantness in our uh, police system in the last year. And uh, to commemorate all of this uh, problems they've been having with police brutality, the state of Kentucky has now made it a crime to insult a police officer just to keep just to keep bad things from happening. Now it's a crime. You can go to jail if you uh, insult or taunt a police officer. Uh, I believe the, the way it's phrased is uh, in such a manner as to provoke a reasonable human being to violence, which is really giving people the benefit of the doubt in that situation. Mm. Huh? Mm hmm. So what talking about their mothers is off the table for sure. Do you think just uh uh apt criticism is uh still allowed? As far as I can tell, sleeping in your own bed and doing no crimes might be <laughs> too much for them. <laughs> Listen, this is neither here nor there. We're not here to wildly speculate. On this recording, what we do is we do a whole episode where all we do is personally taunt the police, <laughs> but we put it in its own special tier on the Patreon that costs, I was going to say a million dollars, but let's just, let's say two. We each get a mil for this one. Okay. And that way, if the police want to put us in jail, they got to pay us each a million dollars. You, you want to know what I we like said it. about you? Hmm? Well, you got to pay to play, buddy. Maybe we could do a, an, an NFT with this. That way it could become uh, even more priceless. Then, then the police would have to pay some child pornographer $63 million for our episode because it's been transformed into Ethereum. And now it's a Bitcoin. You can't get it. <laughs> Now it's secret internet money. It just keeps going up in value. The only question I have, though, is if nobody buys this $2 million episode, it, it kind of hits you uh, the philosophical question of if a tree falls in the woods, can anyone, does it make a sound? If you insult cops on a podcast that no one 
that no one hears too yeah well we're hoping that that yes the answer is if no one listens to it then it doesn't exist if they can prove somehow without listening to it that it does that we do indeed provoke the police to violence well then I think that what would happen then is that they would have the green light for violence and arresting us. <laughs> okay. Because they could say they did it. They made us they made us get violent. I think that we might have to be careful in how we title this podcast. I think it should be something like uh Nate and um, AJ allegedly insult the police. <laughs> Just call it a message for the police. <laughs> Dear Mr. Policeman, we gave you all the clues. We're like the snowman. Is it the snowman that said that? Which one was the really twisted one? The bye-bye man? I don't think I've seen the bye-bye man or the snowman. Hmm. I've seen the snowman, the uh, animated uh, Christmas special, where they don't, uh, nobody talks and the snowman can fly. Wait, what? You ever seen that one? It's it's no. just it's just a a big mess of music and an an animated snowman. Wait, it's got Santa Claus in it. I think maybe I have seen that. It's, it's not like a fever dream in my mind. Yeah, is it like a Red Bull commercial kind of? <laughs> a Red Bull commercial, like a weird like kind of watercolor on white background. Yes. Oh shit! I have seen this. <laughs> oh, you've awoken something in me. <laughs> I can picture it in my mind's eye. What the fuck? They just showed that on TV to children. They showed that on TV to our parents who grew up doing drugs. What if my dad had had a freak out from seeing that shit and stabbed me to death? Thought he could fly. He's got Jumped the snow in him. We got to get the snow out. Yeah, you're never safe from safe from the snowman. You're never safe from the snowman. <laughs> never safe. He was a magical snowman, as they are want to be in Christmas animated specials. All right, do you have an idea for a podcast? I do. This one is called uh, the Hobodgeman Project. And I was thinking that we could do uh, a, a show in which uh, we give backstories to all of uh, John Hodgman's 700 hobos. Okay, so the, uh, you're saying Hobodgman, like H-O-B-O-D-G-M-A-N? Yeah. Hobodgman. This is what... Now, this, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is like 300 hobo names? I believe it's 700. Jesus, God, I think you're right. It's a lot. <laughs> He he reads it in in the uh, book on tape or on CD version, and it's almost an hour long of him just saying hobo. Yes, it's one of the few books that I own in print and in audiobook form because they're both uniquely uh, fun mm-hmm. in a way that most audiobooks don't really improve on the source material. Um. I like this. I feel like this was one of the earliest examples of uh, a fan art community. Yes. Back in like the early 2000s, people on Flickr, I believe, it was before DeviantArt or any of those existed, people were doing their own headcanon drawings of what the hobos looked like from the book. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I kind of was reminded of that. Uh, we've both been playing baseball recently and the uh, fan community there and the artwork of many of the players reminded me of the hobos. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, how did we not? We how did we not talk about baseball at all in the first 10 minutes of this? <laughs> it's been consuming my life. I don't know if you've gotten in on the vote. I guess by the time that this comes out, the deed will be done and it won't matter. But I made quite a bit of money this week in baseball, betting against my own team, the Worms. And uh, I took all that money and then voted on, you know, the wills mm-hmm. and the uh, blessings and such. And I voted to add a a bonus double multiplier on all stale popcorn so that I'll make double the money when the worms lose mm-hmm. because the worms already lose quite a bit. But then just to try and seal the deal, I spent the rest of my votes trying to trade York Silk to the Ohio worms. York Silk famously died on Friday and is no longer capable of playing baseball. I tried to get a dead guy added to our team to make us even worse so that I could make even more money betting against my own team. You're the worst. You're you're like a fully evil Pete Rose, not just partially evil. That's how worms roll. We worms bet against can ourselves. Roll? They do. Well, I guess they can They squirm. That's how we squirm. Okay. Did you, Let's not did, get too into the weeds on baseball okay. here. Let's not do it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, just uh, one by one profiles of, of all these hobos. I mean, we'd, we'd have a show for years and years there. I'm Okay. I'm trying to think of some of the ones that I can think of off the top of my head. There's Manny Stillwagon, the man with the handlebar eyebrows. <laughs> There's Jack Skunk and Jack Skunk Feast. Mm-hmm. Bazino Bazino, the kid whose hair is on fire. There's uh uh there's one that's like Ms. Miss Mary Manx, I think. Mm. Uh The Fish and Physician. The Rizza. I remember yeah. the Rizza. Achilles Snail Hair, the Buddha. Just just a wonderful list of uh, just the 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 depth of detail, the richness of these names. It's, it's, so, it's a wonderful list. I don't think that it would be feasible to do all of them in one episode. Would the idea be more of a we do one per episode, a deep dive on each of the hobos? I we we could do it that way. Maybe uh maybe we could do a six pack of hobos each episode, roughly That's, ten yeah. ten minutes uh ahead. Ten ten minutes per hobo. And would we we would have to be one hundred percent sure on the existing canon, right? We I I guess we would. Uh I'm not sure how as far as the the text and not the subtext, all we have are their names. It, I believe, but there, we we probably should mine some of the online community for content. I remember that uh, there was one of the presidents was thrown out and replaced with a hobo, so we would need to be sure and know about that. Mm-hmm. 
think it was Hoover. Anyway, Hoover was the president, not the hobo. We could also, we could throw in some, some of our own, uh, what if we, <clears throat> now this might be a better idea. Instead of trying to improve on the source material, what if we did like the Watchmen? Then we were just like, this is in the same universe, but now it's a morality play about racism. Some of these hobos are racists and some of them aren't. But they wear the same costumes as the hobos you know from John Hodgman's book. And then people are like, a triumph. <laughs> HBO has done it again. And we're like, it's not HP, it's hobo. Yeah, you left two out O's. the yeah. I think that would be a strong move for HBO. I, I think we might need to lock up that trademark quickly because at any point in time they could become HOBO. That's true. They're like it's not, it's not tramps, it's HOBO. Mm -hmm. And that would look very handsome stitched on a pair of uh, boxer briefs as well. I believe. Oof. Like bum equipment. <laughs> yeah. For we, your bum. Cover your bum with We we release our own our own brand of athleisure wear called Hobo Duds. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Would mm. we make it affordable so that uh you know it would be well I don't know if I want hobos buying these. Uh, maybe we can just make donations. Like for every one pair of uh, uh, boxer briefs that you buy, we'll give a pair to a hobo. At least, God, uh, right now, we're still in the early phases of our fame. We don't have that many people supporting us on Patreon. So if you get in on the ground floor, I'm still generous enough to make a one-off t-shirt just for you for subscribing at the $10 level. We already did one that was Paul Revere clapping his ass cheeks. Mm -hmm. I've got so many saved up now. We got the hobo duds. I, I want to make God. I want to make a, I want to make a, a Cleveland cum Jersey. <laughs> I want to, I want a tank top with the tequila gorilla dressed up like Spuds McKenzie. We got all these T-shirt ideas and nobody to give them to. Hmm. It's it's a gift of the magi kind of situation. It, Not it exactly. Truly is. I cut off all my hair, all my beautiful hair, mm -hmm. to make this shirt with a gorilla with a big tequila bottle. Yep. And you and uh, I sold off my my pocket watch uh, so that I could uh, get a Cleveland cum jersey. <laughs> Hmm. Well, the now I'm starting. I'm starting to think we shouldn't do it because we'll probably get more T-shirt ideas. It's already already hit us with the hobo duds. Yeah. All right, you got just all right. Rapid fire, three more hobo-related T-shirt ideas. <laughs> um. My my other car is a, a train car. Okay. Yeah, um, just a, a shirt that has a fake hole in it that you can see your stab wound through, but it's just mm -hmm. like a printed hole with a printed uh, hobo stab wound. Mm -hmm. And then uh, soup. It's what's for dinner. Oh, I was going to say a shirt 
It was very close to my my idea. It was a shirt that's the Andy Warhol print, but it's all it's all different color can of beans with the lid popped open, so you can eat the the beans cold out mm-hmm. of the can, like the Campbell's soup, but uh, but with a can of beans, Van de Camp pork and beans. What? Ooh, Van de Camp. Real hobos know Van de Camps. All right, I got here. I got another idea for a podcast. I was thinking about there's a lot of different uh, Mountain Dews. There have been many different Mountain <coughs> Dews over the years. And I was at the gas station the other day and they were like, try this. It's new Mountain Dew Rise and Shine or something like that. And they had all these pictures of it in the gas station. And I was like, I do believe I will try this new Mountain Dew morning mix they've done other ones that were like uh with orange juice and they've all been uh interesting but i thought what if we did a whole a whole show about mountain dew where we gave our opinions about different mountain dews and i'm calling it review the dew okay we could do that there's probably been 25 flavors of mountain dew to this point, I'm going to guess. I think we Here, all have our favorites. Different Mountain Dew flavors. There is Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Mm-hmm. Mountain Dew Throwback. Oh, Mountain shit. Dew throwback. Mountain Dew Sweet Lightning. Diet Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew Ice. Mango Lime Mountain Dew Kickstart. Mountain Dew Whiteout. Mountain Dew Code Red, Mountain Dew Pitch Black, Mountain Dew Live Wire, Mountain Dew Baja Blast Zero Sugar, Mountain Dew Code Red. Wait, why is it on here twice? Mountain Dew Voltage, Mount Cherry Black Cherry Mountain Dew Kickstart, Mountain Dew Throwback. Wait a minute, what happened to this list? Oh no, I'm sorry. There's a there's a sequel. Mountain Dew Pitch Black 2. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, mm. um shouldn't Mountain Black or Mountain Dew Pitch Black 2 be Mountain Dew The Chronicles of Riddick? That's not even so I just there's way more than what was on this listicle because then there was a question it was said other people search for what are the 50 flavors of mountain dew 50 different flute fruity flavors and apparently there was in the summer of 2019 there was a flavor on memorial day in part for the united states promotion called liberty brew which was just kind of all the flavors of mountain dew all mixed together Mm. Hmm. Boy, I'd love to taste that. We could just knock out the whole show with one swig. Mm-hmm. One thing I'm wondering, uh, Mountain Dew is slang for moonshine, correct? Yeah. And I think that originally Mountain Dew's logo was a hillbilly moonshiner. That is what is on the label of Mountain Dew throwback. It's okay. a little... A little moonshiner in a straw hat saying, Yahoo, Mountain Dew. How have they gone this long without making an alcoholic beverage? Hmm. 
Now, I want to make sure that's not a thing. Mountain Dew alcohol. Oh, yeah. It appears that there was. <laughs> I'm on the Mountain Dew wiki. <laughs> Dew Shine was a Mountain Dew flavor released on March 23rd, 2015. Oh, no. In reality, it contained no alcohol. Damn. It did have 42 grams of real sugar per 12 ounces. They were really trying to trick these kids into thinking they were buying wine coolers, though. They really hmm. packaged this thing like it was going to be a Mike's Hard Lemonade. And maybe that's what we do on our podcast. We just, we're like, oh my God, I'm so drunk. <sighs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Now we're, we're reviewing Mountain Dew Code Weed. Only available in Canada. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everything's so funny. <laughs> Kids will believe anything. And, and what they'll we should drink tell them any is flavor of Mountain Dew. Your heroes love to do drugs and alcohol. Oh, my God. We're on drugs and alcohol. <sighs> Review the Dew. It's just another, just another idea that I had. It's a good one. I've got another one. Uh, This one is called The Sorcerer's Apprentices. And this would be a podcast where we go behind the scenes and try to infiltrate the magic community and steal their secrets. (laughs) Okay. I want to know... how they do all the tricks, and I want to not feel like I've been fooled and made made a fool of again. So I, I've got to find the, the magician's tailor. Now I'm going to get a suit with big pockets. I'm going to start keeping a bird in my sleeve. Mm-hmm. That is the feed, thing. How do you feed the bird when it's in your sleeve? You got to keep a little bit of bird seed tucked into your armpit. Mm. That's how they used to do it back in the olden days. Now you got your David Blaine. He's got himself uh, spent years forming a fistula that he can keep bird. He can keep a little bit of suet in. (laughs) He's made a flesh pocket. He keeps keeps a hearty suet in there. Mm Mm-hmm. If you if you watch closely, you'll always notice David Blaine's bird tricks always look like a blue jay or another insect feeder. He's got a woodpecker instead of a dove just coming out of his... Pull it on his collar like he's uncomfortable. Oh, here comes a woodpecker. Oh, where'd that come from? Guy's just covered in, covered in these woodpeckers. You talk to... I mean, it's hard to find anybody who will talk, but if you know the right back channels... You, Meet some of these, uh, you know, Las Vegas nightclub dancing ladies. They'll tell you, David Blaine, when when the lights go out and he and he disrobes, just covered in woodpeckers. Yeah, <laughs> just a, a a sentient cloud of birds. He's like, yeah, he's he's like a big cloud of birds, just like you'd see like over the African savanna. Just seeming to move with one mind and one purpose. And that purpose is to be frozen in a block of ice Mm -hmm. out in front of the man's Chinese theater for 30 days. 
culminating in a Fox primetime special. Mm-hmm. Bird Borg does street magic. What are, what's a specific magic trick that you'd like to get the uh, the poop on? Um, r- really, all of them astound me. I, I'd, I'd settle for the uh, sawing the lady in half. I think that's just two ladies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Uh, I, I guess the rabbit in the hat would, would, would suffice as well. But I guess that uh, you could just be a, a rabbit magician instead of a bird magician. Yeah. Same practice. You know, just carrot pits. Yeah. No, I think that the, how the rabbit in the hat works is if you notice that the magician will always reach into the hat with both hands. And that's because he has a rabbit up his sleeve and a rabbit up his other sleeve. He puts both hands into the hat, and then the two rabbits have sex through the opening of his two shirt sleeves, <laughs> and then he, a baby is born, and then he pulls that. That's a new rabbit that wasn't in the hat. He'll pass the hat around to show everyone there's no rabbit in it. Nobody's counting on a rat. two rabbits in his shirt sleeves fucking and then mm. giving birth in the hat. I feel like I could just I could just name all the answers for this. Yeah, I think you could. You you clearly know a lot more about this than me. Um, I watched that Fox special when I was a kid. Oh, with the masked magician? Valentino! <laughs> Somebody ratted him out! <laughs> I didn't watch uh, because I have too much respect for magic. Good on you. Yeah. I've been all the poorer spiritually <laughs> since I found out the magician's greatest secrets. Since they were revealed to me, since I was given that knowledge, like Joseph Smith mm-hmm. peering into his hat, he's like, there's two rabbits in your fucking <laughs> <laughs> Quick, write that down on a magic tablet. <clears throat> All right. Well, <clears throat> let's head to uh, let's head to the hotline. What do you say? Sounds good. Okay, we've got uh folks, if you have an idea for a podcast, you can uh you can call in to the podcast hotline that's 702-763-2277 702-podcast. We tried to get podcast, but it was take it. You can also send us an email at we don't have a podcast yet at gmail.com. Either way, we will review your suggestion and if we like it, We'll play it on the show, and we will consider it as a potential podcast. An idea like this one. Okay, here's my idea for a podcast. We open on Meatloaf's I Would Do Anything for Love. Never the top, the two hosts are talking. The song ramps up, and it says, but I won't do that. Cut to Man in the Street interview. And then they throw out an idea. Could be anal sex, murder, plumbing, fireworks, whatever the topic is. You then go to a series of experts, people who have tried it, people who won't, people who have failed, people who have been successful. And it's kind of a departure where you explore each of the topics that the man in the street gives for what they won't do for love. That's my idea. Mm-hmm. I, I got to say... Not a not a bad idea. 
is is the the question is always going to be what what would what is the, it's, just a bridge too far for you on your 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 search for love? I guess that that's what we're going to ask the man in the street. That it's it's essentially those old Klondike bar commercials, but instead of offering them like a whipped vanilla ice cream in a dark chocolate shell, love. Yeah, one half. Maybe of we the, should give give a choice between love and a Klondike bar. I mean, why stop at a clon? Maybe I mean, somebody. Some people can't have dairy. I'd mm. do anything for love, or a Klondike bar, or a sherbet. But I won't do X. And then, then, then we're going to do a rundown. On- but then do I you think do we could get fireworks. meatloaf to be? Yeah, yeah. But I won't do fireworks. <laughs> fireworks is a kind of a wild card thrown in there. It's like murder, anal sex, fireworks. <laughs> Listen, <clears throat> if it's if it's murder, anal sex, and fireworks, I'm gonna go with uh, meatloaf on this one and <laughs> say two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. I would like to speak to a panel of experts on all of those topics, though. No. Murder, anal sex, and fireworks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, is there one expert we could get for all three? Hmm. I mean, probably. This is, I think what we're turning into is a true crime podcast. <laughs> it's going to be a bummer. It's not going to be funny when we find the guy who's like, yeah, I've done all three. I used the fireworks for the anal sex. And that's how I murdered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Chief, it looks like this was the work of the uh, anal fireworks killer. <laughs> you see, uh, Buttle Rocket is. He, he got his name from. <laughs> I know how he got his name. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to just see like a made for TV docuseries about the anal fireworks killer where every time that a new detective is brought in on the case, they try and explain to him why he's called the anal fireworks. (laughs) 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 Thanks for coming in. Uh, We just can't seem to crack the uh, case of the anal fireworks. (laughs) You're probably wondering how he got his name. You see, the thing is that he uh, he murders with anal fireworks. <laughs> well, he takes the fireworks, and uh, you're never going to guess where he puts them. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Hang on. Woo. All right. Well, I think if if we can get Meatloaf on board with that one, I feel like it would be worth doing a man on the street segment. Mm -hmm. Maybe if we're real nice, we could even get meatloaf to change it up based on what this week's topic is. Right. You know, just write a few extra lyrics to the song, put a little personal touch on it. Personally, I, uh, I would draw the line at hosing someone down with holy water when they get too hot. (laughs) So I don't even make it through the song. Hmm. I'm trying to rem- that that is uh, one of the Michael Bay music videos, right? 
Ooh, is it? It's like a real big, epic meatloaf music video. I, uh, you know, I watched the film Mystery Men last night. Mm-hmm. You ever, you familiar with it? It's been a while, but Janine yeah, Janine Garofalo, Ben Stiller, Hank Azaria, William H. Macy, Kel Mitchell, uh, Greg Kinnear. Hank Azaria, did you say him already, though? I did. Okay. Yes. Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> it's a wild one. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, well, hell, now I forgot what I was going to say about it. <laughs> <sighs> oh, Michael Bay plays one of the villains in it. That's what I, I was going to say. That was a, boy, a lot of, a lot of buildup. Damn. Folks. This one we uh we kind of left to the last minute to record. Normally that's the sort of uh tangent I would just edit out of the podcast, but I'm not doing any editing on yeah. this one. You're getting it. You're getting our chit chat about a mm-hmm. movie from 2000 that is mostly known for being one of the first movies to overexpose Smash Mouth to the world. <laughs> Let's head to the pod John. Folks, the Podtron 4500 is an artificial intelligence. We give it the top thousand podcasts in the iTunes podcast charts. And then it takes those titles and tries to figure out what the common thread is. And it gives us new podcast ideas that we can use as a jumping off point for a possible successful podcast idea such as hit me with one tenfold me tenfold me yes so i'm thinking this would be a podcast about if uh all of our attributes were jacked up by 10 times so we we're 10 times stronger but also uh 10 times more tempted mm. 10 times hungrier this is like what it would be like if in real life you were exploring a cave and there was some sort of a puzzle that seemed too hard to solve, but you were like, fuck it. I'm just going to spend some time on this puzzle. And you got it and a secret passage opened up and then you had to just head down a long cobweb filled corridor. And at the end you opened up a treasure chest and there was like some sort of golden gauntlets that granted you a times 10 in every single category. Yeah. Incredible. I want to counter offer. What if this were just like multiplicity? And it was like, what would you do if there were 10 of you? Ooh. And one of you is stupid. Mm. And and your wife had sex with the stupid one. Oh, no. She touched his pee-pee. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't think there'd be a situation where it ended well in that 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 scenario. I, I think that we would all, you know, fight until there was only one left. Mm. It'd probably be the stupid one. Damn. Because he's yeah. probably stronger. No, the other nine fighting while the, the stupid one is just getting his pee-pee touched. Uh-huh. Damn. I haven't seen Multiplicity. I just know that scene where he says... She touched my pee-pee, Steve. And in my mind, that's most of the movie. And I fill in the rest with, like, scenes from Mr. Mom. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, none of the other ones are dumb, so why would you remember them? Mm. 
The dumb one keeps pizza in his wallet. Shit. Is he the dumb one or are we the dumb one? <laughs> okay, so what if you had 10 of you that were all 10 times as powerful as you? I'm 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 the one-fold me and these there are nine others oh that are God. tenfold. You're the dumb one. You're the one getting the PP touches. Yeah. They're all about you find out they can You're do all the, the dumb work, one. And, and I can just uh, have it made in the shade. The real AJ invented a cloning machine. And he was like, I'm going to spread out some of my productivity across some clones. And then one came out kind of half-baked. And he was like, uh, I'm just going to uh, hang out at the bar and give him my pee-pee touched. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I'm pretty smart for a guy who just hangs out at the bar trying to get his pee-pee touched. <laughs> You find out. Yeah. Why why even compete with the ten folders when, when you can go to the bar and get, try to get your pee pee touch? You find- <laughs> why even play that game? <laughs> oh shit. Let's uh if if anybody out there if anybody out there knows Michael Keaton, tell him we've got we have an outline for a story for him. <laughs> yeah. It's Look a it's a surprise backdoor sequel to Multiplicity <laughs> where you don't know until the end that it's a sequel to Multiplicity. He finds out that he is the PP Dutch one. Do you think that uh that Michael Keaton's character from Multiplicity could exist in the same universe as uh the M. Night Shyamalan uh superhero oh character? Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie and it's in the unbreakable universe, but you mm-hmm. don't know that until the very end when it turns out that my <laughs> Michael Keaton's character is the dumb one from Multiplicity. Trying to get his baby All right, I got. <clears throat> I got a real problem with clearing my throat dramatically on the podcast. That wasn't what I was going to say, but I've noticed that it's becoming worse and worse, and I'm trying to get it under control. I'm sorry, everybody. All right, I, I like this one from the Podtron. This is called the Pat McAfee Show for Kids. <laughs> and I feel like this has this has legs, man. I don't know how familiar you are with Pat McAfee. Um, not very. I'm I'm currently doing some googling. Hmm. Oh, he's the barstool sports guy. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. He used to play for the Colts. He was uh Yeah, he I believe he was the kicker for the Colts back in the uh 2000s or the uh 2010s, but uh but- as, as as a Hoosier, there was a <clears throat> There were two things that most people remembered about Pat McAfee. One was that uh, that he, he most recently has become a WWE wrestler. But uh, the one that everybody really remembers in Indianapolis is that uh, 
he was arrested uh, as 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 it says on Wikipedia in October of twentieth of two thousand ten. McAfee was arrested and charged with public intoxication. McAfee had been allegedly found shirtless and wet and alleged to have swum the canal in Broad Ripple, a popular nightclub area, at approximately 5.15 that morning after being reported by a woman who found him near her car. So we're going to be sanding off some of those rough edges uh, and making uh, a a Pat McAfee vehicle for kids. I mean, listen, what kid doesn't want to jump into the river and swim around? (laughs) Sleep in a car. Kids fall asleep in the car all the time. If you gave Pat McAfee an iPad with a big chunky case around it, Nobody would be mad at him for sleeping in a car. They'd be like, oh, get your shoes on, Pat. It's time to kick the football at Grandma's house. <laughs> so maybe maybe we make Pat like the, the silly uncle archetype. You know, like, he's, he's a little bit weird. <laughs> uncle Pat's. You know. But, but every, every day is an adventure with Uncle Pat. What about Uncle Pat's cool pool? And at some point, he just gets, he's like, Oof, we're so excited, we got to take our shirts off and jump into the, well, mm-hmm. no, I guess pool It doesn't imply that it's a canal. What's a word <laughs> that rhymes with canal? Banal, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Pat McAfee's banal canal. <laughs> <laughs> there's really once you're in the river <laughs> it's pretty much you will frequently like a... ask yourself why did i want to be in the river what, <laughs> what did... this is essentially work now i'm just i'm working so hard to stay alive <laughs> being swept downstream in this canal <laughs> this is way harder than my job in the nfl yeah, you you only have to kick with one leg in the NFL. You have to kick with both in the river. Yeah, he's dog battling around. Man, oh man, I spent so much time at Broad Ripple. The fact that I never got to see Pat McAfee <laughs> comes stumbling up out of the canal. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me so mad and sad. I say we try and get Pat on the show, and then we see what his ideas for kids are. We don't need to just keep bringing up his canal-related embarrassments. Let the man introduce us to his newest embarrassments. What kind of cryptocurrency is he into? Yeah. And and can he speak to that uh, in a way that uh, won't go over kids' heads, you know? Yeah, exactly. Kids are smart. They they'll they'll know if uh if Pat's not being genuine with them. <laughs> the banal canal. <laughs> okay, I've got another one here. Alright, give it to me. This one is Rotten Manger. <laughs> Rotten Manger. Manger. 
like this is the away in a manger. Yes. Little Lord Jesus. But this one's rotten. I I mean it's also in French, I believe, uh to eat. So it could be rotten manger. Oh yeah, I suppose. So this is either about bad food or the Antichrist. Uh-huh. Maybe a little of both. Seems like it could be a like a, a bad band name as well. Rotten Mangers sounds like I mean, it sounds like they would open for Merciful Fate or Celtic Frost. Mm-hmm. This would be one of the bands that uh the type bros on that old tape, Derek and Kurt, you know what I'm talking about? No. The guy with the boot on his car? Oh, Mm-mm. fuck. <laughs> I'm going to have to just upload the tape. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put out a bonus episode this week that's just the type bros tape. I can't reference it unless people know what it is, and it's it's worth knowing about, folks. It's just uh, somebody hit record on their answering machine and recorded these two stoners talking for an hour, and some of it's about uh, a guy who got a boot on his car and how he's going to kick this other guy's ass, but then he keeps getting distracted by talking about uh, concerts he's been to and the lyrics to uh, black metal bands. <laughs> And how he thinks that the Necronomicon is a real book that you can use to summer de- su- summer summon demons. Summer demons. Oof. I'm looking forward to my summer demons. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they they only show up for three months a year. I mean I mean experts are saying that those summer demons will be around for six months by the year two thousand one hundred at the rate we're going. I don't like that. North American makes summer the heart demons. grow fonder. I'd, I'd, I'd rather they, they went away. Go away. Get out of here, you summer demons. Let me enjoy those three months. And? And, and uh, yeah, the, the other nine, they, they can just leave. They can go somewhere else where I don't have to deal with them. It's a little yeah. bit of an imposition for them to stay that long. You just want those summer demons to go bother people and horror countries for the other <laughs> months of the year. Some little boy in South America. Hey, that's me, oh. Senior AJ from the podcast. He's in the summer demon down here. He don't want him here. You're just chilling outside. You've got a you've got a chaise lounge out in the snow and you're sipping on a, a frozen pina colada. You're like, I could get used to this. That's right. Meanwhile, it's the scene from Godzilla with the Rodan is just raining fire down on Mexico City. And it's all because of me. <laughs> it's all because and, I, and I know that. Hi, I see calor. Rotten manger. Rotten manger. <laughs> all right, I got I got one more here. Okay. The Podron wants us to do a show called the Bible Obama podcast. Ooh. Now, if I am to believe my relatives, this would just be the Book of Revelations, which foretold of the arrival of Obama, who would require us to put a mark on our hands and forehead and deny Christ. Is there something about it, like all the food turning to ash in my mouth in that one? Oh, no, I'm sorry. 
you're thinking of the Bible Mayor Bloomberg podcast, mm. where all large sodas turn to ash in your mouth. <laughs> the Bible Obama podcast. Is, is Maybe... there any punctuation in that? Is it uh, is it the Bible colon or comma? Just the Bible Obama. Bible Obama podcast. It's almost a, a tongue twister. The Bible Obama podcast. The Bible Obama podcast. This could be, I mean, there is no Bible Obama if we're using Bible as an adjective. Like there's a Bible Joshua, a Bible Moses. <coughs> there is no Bible Obama. Mm. Maybe now I know that the America Obama or the Kenya Obama depending on uh, what you believe. That Obama does have a podcast, but it is with Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Which is... There's also not a Bible Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) It's almost like something that we would have made up, the idea of former President Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen doing a podcast. That's something even our... Artificial intelligence couldn't have dreamed up. I haven't listened to this podcast. Do you think they spend the entire time talking about uh, how they're completely freaking out and they're such a huge fan of the other one? I think maybe they're counting down the top plagues being brought down on the Egyptians for Mm. not letting the children of Israel go. This week on on the the, uh, Bible Obama podcast... (laughs) locusts we could just take the current podcast they're doing and replace one of them with the bible but i don't know which one would it be better if we replaced based on the name obama with the bible or i guess we replace springsteen with the bible so then every time that obama says something then we cut springsteen out and replace him with a bible verse Mm mm-hmm can we just call him Bible Springsteen or or would it be Bruce Biblestein? I mean, hmm. Springsteen is is I mean, it's Jewish. So we already got half the Bible covered. What if we gave him like a really uh a really waspy first name? Okay. Just just to make sure that we're okay. Mm. Calvin. Calvin. Calvin Springsteen. <laughs> okay. But then one of us has to play Calvin Springsteen, and he just replies to Obama with Bible verses. You know what? This is the sort of thing that we could probably get some of my relatives on board with. Just someone rebuking Obama with Bible verses every time he talks. Yeah. Do you think that uh, they still have all the... like? I remember being in church as a kid, and they had like a competition to see who could uh, memorize the most Bible verses. And they'd play a game, and they'd say, like, Ephesians 2.12, and then you're supposed to... Just spout it off. Oh, yeah. Sword drills. Hmm. That's what we called it. Do you think that we could find somebody good enough to, to wield that weapon against Obama? I, yeah. All right. All right. So <clears throat> here are our here are our ideas this week. Million dollar episode where we do something at the cops. Mm-hmm. The Hobodgman Project. Review the do, the sorcerer's apprentices, 
I would do anything for love, Tenfold Me, The Pat McAfee Show for Kids, Rotten Manger, and The Bible Obama Podcast. Do you feel strongly uh, about any of these? I honestly, the one that I feel least strongly about is the Pat McAfee show for kids. I feel like there's potential there, but it's going to be hard enough to get to get the man Mm -hmm. and then to keep him reined in enough for the kids. Yeah. Just getting him to, to sit still and stop kicking. Yeah. Stop pinching other people. Uh huh. Keeps calling me a duty head. My wife's touching his pee pee. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that I could definitely review the dues. Um, I, I I like tenfold me quite a bit, but I don't know how that would take shape. Um, tenfold me, yeah. It's I mean, it's definitely that one would be more of like a thought experiment, and less of like an actual mm-hmm. thing. I like review the do. Listen, I don't think we should count out the idea of trying to make a million dollars just insulting the police. I understand if you're uh, worried about uh, the hammer being brought down on us. Um, I'm I'm not afraid. What if we did? What if we synthesized too? What if we reviewed Mountain Dew and then uh, also just threw in some insults? Or some compliments, you won't know for sure unless you pay a million dollars. We just added some of that in along with the uh, Mountain Dew talk. Maybe on this one, you don't know. Okay. We'll do. Uh, we'll just do a Mountain Dew one, but we'll bleep out anything we say about the police, and you have to pay. You have to pay a king's ransom to hear what we said. That'll be the deal. Hmm. Okay. So the average Joe can pay five dollars and hear our our take on Mountain Dew, <clears throat> but then if Mister if Mister Moneybag shows up and says, "I want these boys to go to jail," then he can buy the he can buy the episode and then hand it over to the authorities, and they'll say, "Well, well, well, what do we have here? Looks like a couple of drug dealers asleep in their beds." Hmm. um what one little uh uh point of clarification uh is it still legal for us to insult the police of other states that's a good question that's something that we'll have to research before we go into this because we could throw some freebies out for for fans out of state fans yeah you know we, we wouldn't have to bleep that probably if uh, if you're an out-of-state fan and you'd like us to dunk on your police force, uh, send us a message on the podcast hotline or just the email. And uh, if we can, we'll leave those ones unbleeped. If we can't, then we decided to say nice things, and, and uh, that's what's behind the beeps. So don't worry about it. Anyways... Uh, yeah, if you want to hear our review of Mountain Dew and how it sizes up in comparison to law enforcement, uh, you can head over to We Don't Have a Podcast Yet Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash we don't have a podcast yet. There you can sign up. Uh, if you sign up at the $5 level, you will get access to the vault where we keep all of our failed 
ideas for podcasts so far. You can listen to all of them, binge them all. There's, what, 70-some there for you. You can also, uh, uh, you can pay a million dollars and hear what we have to think about the police. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. two million dollars. This is a two million dollar deal. <laughs> We're each getting a cool mill off of this if and when someone buys it. That's tax free, right? We don't have to pay taxes on that two mil, right? I I believe we're we're uh we're gonna do it as a crypto, isn't <laughs> okay, okay, a non fungible token. So I think that we can just like give that to someone in the Cayman Islands and trust that they won't steal it from us, and then we're golden. I think that's how that works. It's not fungible. It's not funge worthy. What so fungible? Oh, is boy. that like a? Is we that just is that over an hour? And is then that we a, got into fungible? We're gonna okay. be here forever. All right, never mind. Never mind. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what any of it means. <laughs> it means that you can just turn anything into a cryptocurrency now. I'm so scared. There's pictures of my penis and balls. Aren't they're gonna become crypto? <laughs> I don't want my dick to be crypto. <laughs> Well, folks, thank you for listening. I'm Nathan P. Woodard. I'm Andrew James Estes. Good night. Good night. Winchester Cathedral.